Okay. The first thing before we get into the actual topic for the day, I think is important because we're still, you know, many and many of you starting off your day. It's one of the first activities that you're doing, or maybe in the middle of or you've completed an activity or stopped an activity to join us. And I thought it would be great just to get grounded an opportunity to be more present. And being more present always helps information and bring more clarity and bring a little bit more, more intention to the conversation we're gonna have. The way we're gonna do that, I wanna I call it a minute of mindfulness. In this minute of mindfulness, I'd like for you to do is just to invite you to take a few deep breaths in. When I say deep breaths, is as go as deep as you can, and just release it. Let's go for three. Three seems to be the magic number. Three deep breaths. And as you're doing that, the grounding really begins when you start to become more aware of any area of your body that has tension. Let's continue to breathe as deep as you can. And the, I choose breathing because it's, some, it's really the most essential part of our humanity. We can manage our breath, right, because we're being more conscious of it. But at the same time, it just doesn't distract you from whatever it is you may be doing. If you're driving or if you're, you know, in some cases, some of us might be multitasking or you might be in public <laughs> and it might be awkward to do anything else. But breathing is something that can be done relatively, it could be private, and at the same time, really highly beneficial. So as you're breathing, I want you to think about, we'll start from your head. Think about any area in your head, maybe your forehead, sometimes, sometimes our jaw or sometimes our neck gets tight. Right? That's what some of us may hold some tension. So as you breathe into it, anytime you exhale, I want you to focus on relaxing any area of your head that might be holding some tension. And allow all of the tension to just drop down. In this case, we'll drop down to our shoulders now. Your shoulders are tense. Even if you're driving or even if you're sitting at a desk, allow your shoulders to, un to unclench, right? whether that's in the back or on top. What you want to do is just let your shoulders drop, relax, and keep moving down our arms, same thing if there's any part of your arms, in this case now your upper body, your chest, your back, down to your, to your entire torso, see if you can get the tension out and just ground yourself wherever you are. So if you're standing, you should feel a little bit more connected to, the, to your hips in this case. If you're sitting, you might be more relaxed against the back of your chair or you might be sitting up straighter if you don't have it at the back of your chair. Now continue moving downwards and you're gonna to continue to ground from your, your legs, right? From your hips, let's go to our knees. Continue to breathe. Again, just releasing any tension that you see there. Finding a more comfortable position in some cases, settling in, settling back, or forward, whichever the case may be. And then moving down from your knees to your feet. Again, releasing any tension. If you have your legs crossed and you're sitting in a safe spot, feel free to put both of your feet on the ground. The idea is to let the tension start to dissipate from your head to your toes. And I focus on tension because usually tension indicates there's, there's something that's a disturbance or something that's perhaps not gonna get in. When you have any place that's tight, it's really difficult and challenging to allow anything in. So this is an opportunity just to open up a little bit. As we prepare our minds, our bodies usually do a good job in letting us know if our minds are ready or not. All right, final deep breath. Obviously, continue to breathe throughout the session. You should not stop breathing for this. Don't hold your breath. But definitely be with your breath and see if there's any tension throughout. That could be an indicator about something that might be resonating with you or something that might be even triggering. 
as we talk today, just pay attention to where the tightness creeps back in. You might find that to be really interesting. I really spent some time thinking about this after the session last week. You know, we've been talking about goal setting because this is the time of year where there's a lot of opportunity to look at what we've accomplished, what we've not accomplished yet, or more importantly, what we're thinking about for the coming year. Think about the coming year. And it reminded me of a, a workshop that I attended many years ago. It was a Dale Carnegie high impact presentation workshop. And I remember they did something pretty extraordinary. I hadn't seen this before and I'd taken a lot of communication, a lot of public speaking workshops in the past. And this particular one, before we even did a speech, they asked us to write down three words that we would like to hear our audience use to describe our speech. And those three words, in my case, were fun. I thought fun would be an important word for me. Educational and also relevant. And when I thought of those three words, I realized that the, the speech that I was going to give, because throughout the workshop we worked on exactly what a you know speech what the speech might look like. We came up with the subject matter and and an introduction for it. And I, I went up to the front to, in front of the group to give my speech. They videotaped us. That was part of the class. And I did my speech. And then afterwards, I went to a separate room with one of the coaches from the session. And the coach sat with me and we watched the playback of the speech. And the coach would ask me, well, Valerie, do you, do you see where you might be having fun in this speech or where you might be bringing fun to the class or to the session? And I pointed out, oh yeah, when I did this or when I said that. And he said, okay, what about educational? You mentioned that was important to you. So where in this speech would they say that they were, you're being educa educational? And I said, oh, when I shared this information, I want to share that fact. And then finally he said, what about relevant? I said, oh yeah, when I use these words because it was tied to something that someone said earlier, or I gave examples that were connected to the rules that those individuals played in the organization. And what was really fascinating was how easily, and I say easily, I should say how simply, let me go with simply, because it's not always easy, especially if it's not conscious, but how simply we were able to tie my tone of voice, my body language, even the vocabulary I used to those three words. Once I knew those three words, when I was aware of what, who I wanted to be in front of the room and what, I, what experience I wanted to give the audience, all of a sudden how I communicated it was impacted. So here's a question for you all. If a camera crew followed you for a full day and recorded your every moment, and then let's say at the end of the day, you got your playback. Would the person that you're seeing on the screen, would they be doing and saying the things that aligned with the intention that you had at the beginning of the day? You know, it seems like kind of an odd question to ask because it's not like somebody wakes you up in the morning and says, hey, who are you going to be today? Some of us might have that. Some of us don't. But the reason I bring it up is because I think this is an opportunity to look at creating goals, whether they're goals for the day, goals for the week, for the month, with a slightly different intention, right? And, and that being really thinking about who we want to be. Most of us learn goal setting, especially in a business setting. We learn goals, you know, wild, um, Wildly important goals, we learn smart goals, right? The, the specific, measurable, attainable, relevant, timely goals. I even heard there's dumb goals. So there's smart goals and there's dumb goals. I am not making this up. And the dumb goals are actually dream-driven. It stands for dream-driven, dream-driven, uplifting, method-friendly, and behavior-driven. So you could, be, you could be a wig, you could be a smart, you could be a dumb goal. <laughs> but they're all goals nonetheless and how we learn about them. The challenge is that at times the goals might sound something like get three new clients this month or get promoted to director in a year 
or it might be declutter and clean my garage and my closets by spring. Maybe lose 20 pounds by summer. Right? These are the types of goals that might show up, whether in our work or life. And what I'm really pointing to thinking about who we want to be in that intention is will achieving those goals that we set for ourselves, will they make us a better version of ourselves? I know in some cases our organizations and our, you know, our supervisors have a say in exactly what goals we should have. And the call is called, this call is called, it's time to come alive because I think that there's an opportunity for us to take some responsibility and some ownership about how we go about achieving the goals that we have in a way that really honors who we are and who we want to be in the world. So here's the, the invitation. If you think about connecting with new clients, will that help you become a better listener? Maybe you're more in tune with what your customers need and therefore can produce services and products that really address those needs. Or will decluttering your closet and your garage or losing 20 pounds, will that bring you more energy and vitality so you're able to spend more time with your children or to take on all the different activities that you've taken on? Will um, driving towards that promotion, will that now allow you to connect with other departments or divisions so that you better understand what they're doing and maybe gives you an opportunity to be more innovative, right? So when you think about words like innovative or listener or energetic, and use those as the, as the vision, then whatever you say you want to accomplish, whatever you say you want to do, born out of those words gives you so much range, so much range. And I, I think that's really what's missing. So I wanna invite you all, as you're looking at what you've set for yourself in the future, so let's think 2019 at this point, you know, we're weeks away. You may have already set your goals, and if that's the case, great. You might want to look at it and see, who will I be when I accomplish these? Right, so if our goals are, hey, my goal is to find a new job, or my goal is to go on a certain trip. You've already written those down, or you've declared them somehow. Now what you can do is think, well, by achieving that, who will I be? Right, what, what, what will I be able to accomplish? What, how will I feel or who will I be by accomplishing those? It could be going on that trip, I will be organized. Or finding that new job, I will be assertive or driven. But here's the trick. It's not a trick, but here's the invitation. Take those words, driven, assertive, organized, and actually not to have them as an end product of having achieved your goals. Move those words to the beginning. So as you begin your year and you begin to take action in those goals, you are the driven person. You are the person that's, that is energetic, right? You become that person as opposed to thinking about doing that, getting that result at the end. I, I was listening to Deepak Chopra, who's an author, is a speaker, the physician, physician by, by trade, but he's very popular kind of in spiritual circles. And one of the things he said is, don't get attached to the outcome. This really resonated with me. He says, don't get attached to the outcome. Get attached to the process. So I guarantee that when you start paying attention to the process that you're using to get to whatever that final accomplishment or outcome is, you'll start finding opportunities to bring those to life. And that's really, that's really the goal here. I'll give you, you know, a, a personal example and, and then I'll, uh, you know, I'll open the line so that you can start asking questions or interacting based on what we're talking about or something else. A quick example. So this is more personal than it is professional, but I thought it would really hit home. A few years ago, I went to a speed dating event. Now, for those of you that don't know, speed dating is an opportunity to meet multiple, multiple men in a very short period of time. So there's an event that's structured. All the women sat at you know, distinct tables. 
And then one by one, men would come and sit at our table and we would have between, let's say six minutes or so, six to eight minutes to actually have a date, quote unquote, with that person, get to know them, ask questions, et cetera. And they had a list of recommended questions. Well, before the date, before the event started, I said to myself that there are three ways that I wanted to be in this event. One was connected, the second one was joyful, and the third one was adventuresome. You notice that I've, the groups of three somehow seem to work really well for me. Well, those were the, the three intentions that I had. And it was fascinating because as each person came, I found myself making more jokes. I usually, you know, I greeted them with a smile. And I was nervous. There were moments when I was like, you know, how's this going to go? Especially against my first time, I didn't know what to expect. But I went in with this intention and being joyful was making jokes or, or smiling, connected, you know, to ask different types of questions and adventuresome, don't get it, <laughs> don't get the wrong idea, but adventuresome for me was really about really being bold and being vulnerable, like really sharing myself authentically rather than just trying to look good and be cute. And I remember at the end, I actually went with a friend of mine and she was sitting at the adjacent table. And so we would see the same guys in the same order. At the end of the event, she came up to me and she said, hey, what do you think of Jason? And I said, Jason, oh, this German shepherd guy? And she's like, the German shepherd guy? Uh, no, the guy, he was wearing the blue blazer. He said he worked in investing or accounting or something like that. And I was like, yeah, oh yeah, that's the German shepherd guy. She's like, Valerie, what are you talking about? And I told her, well, he was sharing with me how this weekend he just got a German shepherd. And that had been his dream ever since he was a child. He used to have a picture of a German Shepherd. He'd never had one in his whole life, but somehow he knew that that was the type of dog he wanted. And he just got one this past weekend and he's, he was really lit up about it. He was talking about what he was gonna do with the dog. And so we talked about dogs and why I also love German Shepherds. And we had such an awesome conversation because of that. And her, <laughs> needless to say, her conversation with him wasn't quite so <laughs> alive, let's say, wasn't as interesting. But I found that those moments when I've been really conscious about who I want to be and really create the environment for me to do those things, you know, it, it, it determines what I say, it determines my body language and how I behave, it determines even the words that I use. So that's really the, the, the demonstration of, of what I'm talking about. So here's a challenge for you, and then we're going to address whatever questions you might have. Think about three words that you would like for the people in your life to use to describe you at the end of next year. Let's say that. I mean, you could talk about that by the end of today. I mean, this could be a daily, it could be a daily goal to have a three ways of being. But let's just, because we're talking about goal setting, let's, let's you know, just focus on next year, for example. So if your goal is around you know, your family and you want your family to say that you're loving and generous, or that you're organized. Imagine what that would look like in their lives. Perhaps there's been a time when you felt loving. So what kind of things did you do? What did you say? How did you spend your time? You know, when you're organized, what does that look like? Are you preparing? Are you taking an initiative in preparing trips? Are the way you pack the lunches, the way you keep your home clean? I mean, it literally could look like anything. So if you have a picture in your mind of what it looks like, these are the behaviors or the actions that you might begin to take that align with that way of being. If you have felt, you know, I really admire this other person and they seem to be really bold and they take initiative and they're very driven or direct, perhaps you can take a page out of their book and see what behaviors do they demonstrate that really resonate with you. And the idea is to really challenge yourself look at what other people might be needing in the environment and where you might find yourself really providing that, meeting that need, right? meeting that need by who you're being, not necessarily just what, what you're doing. What you're doing will be uh, an outcome of who you're being and therefore really focus on the process. And the, and the last thing I will also say as an activity is Right. If you like to write, if you like to journal, to write yourself a letter, but write a letter from the future. This is from the book, The Art of Possibility. 
And in the book, they describe an exercise that was done with a class of college students where they wrote a letter giving themselves an A at the end of the semester. And what they did in order to earn the A, who they were being, what kind of, how they, their study habits, their, how many hours of, of practice or you know, what they did during that semester to earn the A. So I invite you to do the same thing. Look at us, you know, next year and write yourself a letter from the future dated, let's say dated today, December 11th, where you say, this is, how I became more courageous, or this is how I became more driven, and this is how I became more loving, and I did these things, or I said these things, or I took these opportunities, or traveled to these places, like really created as that act of imagination, and, and basically writing your vision on paper. Seal it up. You might have a friend hold it for you and mail it back to you at the end of the year, or you might want to keep it someplace safe and then make a point to, you know, check in with with it at the end of the year. Very, be very mindful about what opportunities you have to declare who you want to be and allow that to determine how you set your goals. So I've said a lot. There's been a lot of information, maybe some new ways of looking at goal setting or who you get to be in the future. And I'm going to now pause and unmute the lines. If you have some thoughts about it or questions, I'd love for you to ask those thoughts or questions. And if, or if you have something else that came to please feel free to, to share that too. All right. If, you, if you're not speaking and you're doing something that might be distracting for others, feel free to mute yourself. If not, um, the lines are open. I'd love to hear your thoughts around what I shared today. Hey, Valerie, it's Johanna. Thank you so much for sharing. Definitely got my mind um, thinking this morning for sure. Um, I think probably I know that I definitely identify that I need to be a better listener um, this year with um, some of the leadership training that I've taken. Um, I definitely am a person to make decisions and keep moving very quickly. I think it has a lot to do with my role in the company and um, uh, just the simple fact that I'm the only one that does it. So I don't have a lot of time to sit and think about, you know, a ton of options because it's just the speed of my job that I think that, you know, I probably have done myself a disservice by not really taking time to think about, um, some different options and so um, I think I I think I need to just take some time to be more strategic about choices and be a better listener and all of those things to maybe declutter my mind a little bit but so it's definitely a goal going forward I think where I'm struggling at this point in my career is as, uh, and we talked about this a little bit in that author class, um, <clears throat> you know, I think because of, you know, several variables, I've always kind of said yes. I've always been a yes person. Hey, Johanna, can you do this? Yes. Will you take on this project? Yes. You know, like I just never said no. Mm. Um, and so I don't really know how to say no. And because of that, I have so many things kind of juggling around and I, I want to be everything to everyone I feel like and so with that I don't know that I'm I I, I think I'm just a I'm, I'm having a hard time saying no B I, I think I need to just figure out what I should do and be really great at versus trying to be everything to everyone, if that makes sense, or be better at delegating or, you know, that kind of thing. And so um, I don't know how to make that a goal. <laughs> um, you know, I, because I just, I think I worry about, you know, different things. And, and I think, you know, the, there, there's all kinds of things that come up in my head about it. But um is that a normal thing or it might, I don't know. It's just one of those things that I've, I've definitely been struggling with here within the last couple of weeks. Okay. Well, thank you for sharing that, Johanna. Well, 
Well, I'm gonna, you said, is that a normal thing? I'm, I'm gonna pause a moment and ask the others who are listening, does any, has anyone experienced that? Just a quick yes, or in the chat, just put in yes, if you have. Yes. <laughs> cool. Anyone else? Yes. Yeah. So, Joanna, you're not alone. You have at least a couple of people, at least today, <laughs> who acknowledge that. All right. Good company. All right. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> and you're in good company. You're in good company. But you said a few things. I, I just want to make sure that we, we focus and address the thing that you find is most, would be most useful for you today. You mentioned that you have goals, that you want to be more strategic, that you want to be a better listener, right? And then you also mentioned there's a lot of things that you say yes to, so that seem to clutter your mind a lot, so you haven't been able to take the time or the space to get clear on what it is, who it is that you want to be. And rather than being everything to everybody, really getting clear for yourself. So, so I heard all of those. Out of everything that you said, what would provide the biggest support for you right now? Would it be about how to create more space and time for yourself to be strategic or a listener? Is it how to say no or to, to really focus more on yourself? Like, what would you like for us to focus on right now? Well, I think it's all tied together. Um, I, you know, like I'm, I'm so blessed and I think that that's probably, you know, in the, maybe it's where we met in that, um, Asa class probably makes this, um, a little bit unique in that, <clears throat> you know, I'm in this leadership class for, you know, Hispanic women, you know, in, in our company. And I think of being a minority in this large company too is a variable, right? And so having this role and being a leader and, and being a mentor and, you know, I, I want to, I want to do so many things. I don't want to let anybody down. And so when someone asks me to do something, it's very difficult to say no because there's a fear of not being asked again. There's a fear of, you know, so many different things that I think it's just, it's, it's all combined, it's all lumped into the same bucket. So I think, you know, if I could say no, I would have more time. If I could, you know, like, you know, it's so many things all combined in one. And I, I, Two, you know, the nature of, of what I do often is, you know, tied to my being a veteran and my having this unique perspective and this unique skill set that I know I'm, I'm a unicorn in this role. So there are two, you know, I, there's not a lot of options. And so, you know, there's just a lot of things that are tied to it. And, you know, there's, you know, somebody's calling from Korea because their pay is not right well i don't have do payroll but i'm not going to let this person just you know like not have their pay right or whatever so mm. you know it's not like i can say no but but that's what i'm saying like you know i i am a, you know i'm in this unique position but i don't want to not be there for for this community because it means so much to me and you know with that said again you know being hispanic and in this in this great position I think makes it sort of a double whammy so okay. I don't know I, I'm just struggling with oh, so many different things and it just it makes me feel like I'm being inadequate all over the place just because, <laughs> because I can't catch up it's like I'm barely hanging on you know yeah. barely above water and so you know it's just it, it's it's very confusing for me yeah, and I can imagine not only confusing but feeling inadequate always that kind of keeps you in survival mode right? yes like that's a great mode. word and yeah. it's, you know we can't access the most creative the most uh, audacious the live parts of our brain when we're in survival mode it's, it doesn't work and you, you said something earlier i want to bring that word back up i think that might be where we need to explore if you allow me you mentioned fear you mentioned that you're afraid of not being asked again, right? Or fear of what people might think if you were to say no. 
Talk to me about where that about that fear. Where does it come from? Um, probably, I I think probably I'm I'm probably the first in my family to ever really be in in this position. And and you know we talked about this when you were in that class. You know I don't have. Uh, um, you know, somebody very close to me that I can go to for, you know, how do you do this and how you manage even your professional career in this space. I'm kind of, you know, teaching myself or going to mentors that I, you know, sort of mental, met along the way. But, but in terms of my inner circle and like my family and that kind of thing, it, it doesn't exist. So I don't, you know, I'm so fearful of messing up. You know what I'm saying? I think there's a lot of maybe pressure I even put on myself because I don't want to fail. Um, and, you know, I want to fail my son. I want to fail myself. I don't want to, you know, all of that. Um, you know, I'm sure it's self-inflicted for sure. But, um, you know, it, I, I, it's probably me. Okay. More than any person. Got it. Well, you're the one that's speaking, so I would imagine that right now it feels like it's over you. Now, just for to honor those that are listening, I want you all to listen from, look at where you are in the, in the scope of what Johanna's saying. You may not have a situation, you not, may not be the one struggling with saying no to others, but I think everyone can probably tie back to that fear. Fear of making a mistake, fear of messing up, like she said, or failing. Right, so just, just to take a moment to acknowledge what she said, say yes or type yes in the, in the chat if you can see where you might be fearful of doing something. You might be fearful of failing or fearful of messing up. Yes in the chat or yes out loud? Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> you don't even get a yes. It's an absolutely. <laughs> so... So you're definitely not alone in that in that either, Johanna. Here's what I what I will say will say is I want you to start thinking about what does it mean to fail for you. Let's 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 really define that. What is what would failure mean to you? Um, I don't I don't know that there's one thing. Um, I don't know. I um, if there's I don't know. I mean, for for me, probably here, there's you know everything is tied to a metric for sure. But um, <laughs> and I don't even know that it's that. Um, I think it's the way that I probably quantify success, and and that measurement is probably innate. Like it's probably within me. So. Um, you know, is it, is it, you know, sort of a, an attaboy, which I'm not even that kind of person. I don't look for them and I don't certainly need them. Um, maybe just not, you know, getting the, hey, we need to meet. <laughs> I, don't, I don't, I'm not sure. I mean, I don't ever get in trouble well, just, or anything, just take but a, I, I just think, take a look. I don't. Let me just pause you for a second, Johanna. So just, I want you just to take a look when you think of messing up you think of failure, it, it obviously impacts you in such a way that you don't want to say no when you're asked to do something. But I want you to really look at what does failure mean? What does that, what does that mean about who you are? Just look. I guess maybe the disappointment. I guess disappointing is someone. Um, and that's it would, I mean, if I guess like I really had to think about it, it would probably be more disappointing myself, but I don't, you know, if, if, if it's a promotion or that kind of thing, you know, I don't even know that it's closely aligned to that. Um, you know, being raised in, in a very, you know, coming and coming from humble beginnings, you know, it was always like, you know, just don't, you know, like don't get in trouble, you know, be on time and, you know, that kind of thing that I guess I, for me, it's, you know, sort of stay out of the principal's office, you know, and that's kind of where I just like, oh, don't, <laughs> you know, don't call me in, into your office kind of thing. 
and I, I was probably it, but I don't ever, you know, I don't ever get in trouble or anything like that. It's just, I don't, I don't even know what the fear is. I have no clue. I think it's probably, if anything, it's more letting somebody down. Um, and what would it mean about you if you let somebody down? Uh, I just, I don't like to let anybody down. I mean, I, I guess because if I say I'm going to do something, I do it. I would rather yeah. sacrifice me just to fulfill that commitment. I get that. Oh. All right, just take a moment. Take a deep breath for me, Johanna. Everybody mm -hmm. on the line that's listening, just take a deep breath. You know, there's probably a little <laughs> bit of tension in there in the body someplace. <laughs> All right. I want you to take a moment and just look. Is you have had this in, as an automatic of responding for many years, like you said. I want you to think, where does it come from? I, mean, I know part of coaching is thinking about strategies for the future, but often you have to clear, create a, a clearing, right? You have to kind of remove any obstacles or barriers before you can really build something solid. So I just want to invite you to look at where does it come from, this idea that, um, that letting other, that you'd be letting somebody down. I have no, I mean, I don't know. I'm sure I'm sure I manifested. I mean, I guess. I, I don't know. No one's ever said anything. It, well, it must be that. Was there some event or some something that happened that where you realized, okay, I can't let somebody down? No, but so many people have let me down, I guess. <laughs> Wait, say that again? I said people have let me down, so I guess that's probably more than anything, and I don't want to be that person. People have let you. Know what I'm saying? Sure. Okay. And when you think about what's the impact of that, of being let down, describe the impact. Um, I mean, it's 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 a, it's a variable of trust, and for me, it's about character, and I try to pride myself on that. Um, but now it's just like out of hand. I mean, there's, you know, 7,000 people on my LinkedIn profile. You know, like it's crazy. There's so many people. And I, I, I you know, scouts on her. Like I wish I could handhold, you know, everyone that is transitioning. And and I, and, and I wish I could help them, but I, I, I literally can't. I mean, I have to sleep sometimes. So, you know, it's that kind of thing. I wish I could be everything to you know, to do, but I can't, and I know I can't, and it, and it's at, you know, the cost of my son, and, you know, I mean, like, I, I, I want to be a mom, too, and um, all those kinds of things, so, you know, at this point, it's, you know, it's like, oh, my gosh, do I, do I transition out of this role and, and go into something else and uh, let somebody else, you know, maybe they can do it better, and it's, I'm just, you know, at this crossroads. It's, yeah. And I, I don't know that I've ever felt this way before. Or is it very normal, like, to just come to this point that X amount of time in a certain role? Yeah. It, maybe it is very normal. I, I don't know. <laughs> you know. Well, well, consider that I always, you know, I always, always point to my clients, I, I always point to any time that you feel some discomfort, a sign to pay attention to that discomfort. And it sounds like if you've never felt this way before or starting to feel it more consistently, now it's a lot more, you know, you can't rest or sleep or you're, it's something that comes up a lot. It might be, might consider that it's giving you information. And information doesn't necessarily mean abort, abort, <laughs> right? <laughs> it might be, right. okay, there's an opportunity for you to evolve the strategies that you used in the past are not going to serve the goals that you create in the future. Right. The strategy served for a moment. Right? Being able to say yes served you for a moment. And I thought it was funny that you said, you know, you want to be all you can be. I thought you were a Marine. Mm -hmm. Isn't be all you can I be? I am a Marine. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, 
Can I say that? Because don't ever repeat that. Oh my God. I will never repeat it. <laughs> don't make this worse for me. <laughs> but I get what you're saying. What what yeah. I what I want to invite you to look at though is that the strategy of saying yes to some things because you don't want to disappoint others or you don't want to lose their trust or you want you don't want to fail is a strategy that served you at some point in your life. Now, you may or may not want to look at that or able to look at that right now. You know, I, get, I get it, this is in a, in a public forum, perhaps right now is not the best time to spend the time. But I would invite you to really start looking at at what point in your life did you decide, okay, and I want this for everybody. We decided what the strategy was gonna be. Right. We made a decision at some point because something happened that this is the way that we're going to overcome, that we're going to deal with, that we're going to manage this particular type of issue. And we use that strategy, right, as a survival mechanism because as human beings, we are built to survive. Right? We have, you know, every tool and resource necessary and mental capacity to, to, to ensure survival. So you use the strategy, Johanna, to survive something at a certain point in time. And I assert that what you're experiencing now, that discomfort, that type of, that, uh, you know, that, that, um, that readiness to, to either look at some other opportunities or to just like, oh, I just I, you know, I want those 7,000 people who are asking for me to help them to just go away, right? I, I would invite you to look at that as, an opportunity to see that your strategy is no longer going to serve your who you're going to be in the future. Okay, but the yeah. way to to the strategy has been in place for so long and is likely so automatic that is it's now becoming a little challenging to get a new strategy. Kind of have to figure out okay where is that old strategy coming from, and make a decision about whether it serves you anymore in any capacity. Put it to the side and then, then you can start thinking about building a new one so i just want to invite you to look at um and i'm gonna i'm gonna leave you just with this thought so take one more other one one other caller to chat through and see what they're thinking about this topic i want you to think about johanna where did that strategy of avoiding avoiding disappointing people come from i will also say for those of us who are women we are more off, often than not built to, right, mentally built to want to please others. It's part of our biology. Now we learn some other strategies to cope depending on how we live life, but there's an instinct for most of us women that we want to please. We want to please our, our mates, we want to please our, our, our families, we want to please our friends. Right, that so sometimes there's a drive to please it. We are compelled to please. The challenge is if it when it's so automatic and we're living from that instinct, we often aren't able to access to access the higher part of ourselves, which is not based on instinct. You know, there's like a distinction between the human instinct and the human spirit. The human spirit spirit being like the higher part of ourselves. You know, the more um, the part of ourselves that's more logical, that's, that's more creative, that's more open, expansive, that is in counter to the instinct that is, is we're wired for survival. So what I, wanted, what I want you to look at in the next, you know, next few days or hours, whatever you want to devote to this, between now and next week at least when we have our next call, is where does that, where did that strategy come from? and then take a look at how it served you because you want to honor it. It was there for a reason. You're not, this is not a, something crazy that just, oh, I'm just going to decide to be this way. It served a purpose. Find out what that purpose was and see whether or not that strategy is serving you in the moment. You can already tell that it isn't because of what you're saying, but I want you to get clear on that. Does that, do you follow what I'm saying? Yeah, totally. And I think that it has a lot to do with the leadership and the training that I've gotten this year, that it's really kind of just opened my mind into different ways of thinking. And so um, I think that's a lot of it. So, which is a great thing. 
It's a great thing. When we're called to evolve as a human, we're called to evolve. You're going to start to notice dissonance. There's going to be things that just don't fit anymore. Oh my gosh, I can't do this and be that. And that's what yeah. that's all what you're experiencing. But just pay attention. Like I ask everyone else on that's listening, just pay attention to that and get clear on what the strategy was, why you came up with it. So then you can decide whether or not it serves any part of that strategy serves you. Okay. And I want you to follow up with me, Johanna. So shoot me an email or give me a call or join us next week for, for our next call. I want to hear what you discover. Let me do that. Okay. For sure. Cool. We have about five more minutes, but I'd love to hear from the others in the call what you got out of or what you realized because of what Johanna shared, which, by the way, thank you, Johanna, for being so open and generous with us. Thank you. You bet. I'd love to hear from someone that was listening what you thought about what she said, if there's anything you want to share around that for yourself or something that you found interesting. Hey, Valerie, this is Julie. Um, hey, um, I listening to all of that, it just made me really <clears throat> think about my own personal situation and um, some of the similar struggles that I'm facing, which is um, kind of, it, for my own self, it's really keeping up appearances and um, and I've had a hard time with that lately just because I, um, there was one version of myself before child <laughs> and now there's a, another version of myself and it's very different. And, um, I used to, I was, um, I worked for, uh, an organization for about 13 years and really loved what I did and felt very accomplished and very um, goal-driven and then after child I just it everything kind of feels chaotic <laughs> and um, and so it is it's difficult because I feel like um, I don't want to let people down in the sense of trying to be not not perfect because that's definitely not something I've you know that's not a word that I've really strived for anything like that but just put together and um and dealing with things in a way that um you know doesn't look like I've lost lost control of of everything which is in some situations I feel like I have um there's a little (laughs) there's a tiny person who's running my world now and it's um, it's a challenge. So for me, it, um, just listening to some of the struggles that, um, Joanna is facing, it's really, um, it resonated with me because it's really been about keeping up appearances and is that what I need to focus on or do I just need to really, um, be honest with myself and try to deal with each situation as it comes because, you know, before I was accomplishing, um, you know, different projects and really succeeding in different areas. And it's, these days I feel like it's harder to come by those wins and really feel like, um, you know, like there's things that I can say, yes, this, we, we did this or I did this. I, you know, I accomplished this. So that's, that's kind of what that made me think of. Wow. Thank you for sharing, Julie. Yeah, I, it's interesting because kind of what Johanna's experiencing now that she's evolving as a leader, right? You kind of explained, you shared that you've evolved, you know, pre-motherhood and now mm-hmm. post-motherhood. Not, well, not post-motherhood, but as you're now. <laughs> you never not be a mother now. <laughs> you know this, right? <laughs> True. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm aware. Like, <laughs> Now that you have this experience, some of your your values may have shifted. What I mm-hmm. there's a, a gentleman that if you haven't heard of, I think this might be helpful for some of you. His name is John Demartini, and he's a he's also a speaker and an author and conducts all sorts of different breakthrough transformational workshops. And he has a website that where he puts 
a quiz, I guess you'd call it a quiz, but it's really calls it the value determinator. And in that particular website, he asks for people to look at how they, you know, how you spend your time, how you spend your money, who you spend time with, right, to really examine all these different areas of your life. Johanna, similar to this, to the ex, one of the exercises that we did that I facilitated for you guys in the leadership course. Um, and you essentially start to look at all these different areas of your life because our, our activities could also show us what we most value in the moment. And when we are aligned with the values that we have, we, we tend to see there's a sense of aliveness, there's a sense of purpose, there's a sense of meaning that comes from activity that's aligned to our value. What I think, Julie and, and Johanna, I think the, thing, the thing that the two of you described is that you're finding that there are activities that you might be doing, you know, things that you might be spending time on that don't align with your values. And that's likely a source of dissonance, right? The source of friction. That's something to, ex to explore. I, if you're interested in, in that, that, that quiz or that activity, send me an email at valerie at valeriehope.com and I'll send you the link for it so that you can look at it. I think that there's an opportunity to really explore what we value. Again, kind of starting from where we, like going back to where I started, is who we want to be. When once you get really clear on who you want to be, and that begins to drive you, the opportunity to be distracted or dissuaded by who other people need you to be is going to be a little bit more difficult because you, when you get really clear about who you want to be in life. And sometimes it's a matter of just decluttering a little bit of all these things that you thought you should be. You know, going back to my talk last week. So we're, we've hit the 9, 9.45, so I want to honor that you said that we'd, we'd have an hour call. I want to honor that time. I do have a few extra minutes, and I'm willing to stay on for anyone that has any additional comments or questions. But I do want to acknowledge, thank you all so very much, those of you that have to jump off. Acknowledge you all for being here today and for sharing and listening. And I hope you all got something out of it. I'd love your feedback. This is something that I've just started. You know, who I want to be this year is open and, and bold and focused. And who I really wanting to be in these, these conversations is a person that can inspire and activate others to take action, to live the life they love. That's really my goal here. So any feedback that you have that what worked, what didn't work, what you like, what you learned, you know, what could be better, I would highly appreciate. Again, you can send your, your um, feedback to Valerie at ValerieHope.com and uh, take that into consideration as we move into the next phase of this. But like I said, I, I'll be on the call for a little longer. If anyone has um, to jump off, please feel free to do so. All right. Thanks. Thank you, Val. I appreciate it. I'll give you, you an email back so I got to jump off because I've got to attend. Great. Yes, follow up and let me know how everything turned out, okay? And if we need to have more conversation, let's do that. I'll see you at the graduation right. on Wednesday, by the way, Johanna. Okay. Awesome. I'll talk to you then. Great. Right, bye. Bye. Awesome job, Valerie. Who's this? Jerry Diane. Diane? <laughs> Diane? <laughs> no, it's Jerry. Jerry? Don't you recognize the wine? <laughs> I'm like, Jerry Diane. <laughs> That's what they Hi, call Jerry me in the office. <laughs> uh, thanks for joining. You're ever so welcome. So do you really know who it is? Uh, I guess I know who it is, Jerry. Dennis Jenner. My Terry. My, my Terry. My tennis Jerry. Yes, correct, Amundo. Very good. Awesome well, job. Thank you. What did you get out of the call today, Jerry? Well, I feel like a Johanna, Johanna and I have a lot in common. But yeah, it was good. I didn't get to join until basically you were done, I guess, with your, your, the first part of the call, but it okay. captured the last few minutes. But I thought it was really good and <laughs> something... Those are things that I'm all, always continually working on. Yeah. And uh, so it was nice to know that, that there are other people out there with the same issues. There, yeah, there's was very helpful. And we all go through ups and downs, right? Sometimes we're super clear and other times we're like, what's happening? That's right. 
is not to panic and just pay attention. That's exactly right. <laughs> well, okay. Well, I'm going to drop. Are you coming on Saturday? Uh, yes. Tennis on Saturday. Is I'll see you then. Okay. Very good. Well, thanks. Everyone very so <laughs> thanks. <laughs> okay. Bye. Bye. Thank you, Thank Valerie. You. This is Miriam. Miriam, hi. Sorry. <laughs> <All right. laughs> yeah, I'm using his iPad. <laughs> Great. Um, what did I, you get out of it, Miriam? So I missed I miss the beginning. Uh -huh. And I also have class during this time, too, uh, for 30 minutes. So I leave and I come back. So I was going back and forth. Um, so I was done with my class. And then I, but I did. Um, I missed the beginning. Um, <laughs> but I'm definitely, I mean, the parts... Um, um, I'm definitely where was it Julie who was talking about her baby? Yes, um, yes. That's where I am. You know, uh, life is a lot different now, and prior priorities. You know, yeah. prioritizing. Um, so a lot has changed for me. Um, but, so you talked about listening today. About listening. Is that what the topic was in the beginning? No, the, the topic we talked about how to set goals from a place of who we want to be as opposed okay. to the stuff we want to do. Okay. So for example, right. Yeah, it's like, for example, if you decided, okay, well, you tell me what, when you think about motherhood, right? Who do you want to be as a mother? Like who would you want Sophia to know you as, as a mother? Like if you had to say three words to describe that, what would they be? For her to know me as a mother? Yeah, like, well, if she was to, let's say she could speak now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but if she could articulate three words that you would love for her to say about you, you being a mother, what are the three words that you'd love for her? Oh, Sophia's going to be like, my mother is a great Muslima, and she has this balance between her faith and her life. Uh, as in the daily activities. And right, so balance is one word. What's another word? So balance. Um, um, I don't know what would be the word for that. But um, could I use like what you were talking about? Like you know, aligning, like living my life. Um, like what you were saying about, like, are your activities aligned with what you, um, are your activities aligned with what you really love? You know, like your values? Your values. Do they align with your values? And so she would say that my mom is balanced. My mom's living a life that's aligned with value. Yes. What else would she say? One more. Oh, um, what else? She's my role model. I want to be just like my mommy. <laughs> <laughs> what word she use that she wants to role model? Like what? Um, that, um, you know, like my mother, if she wants to do something, she really goes after it and she gets it done. Okay, so was that something like driven or? Yes, driven, yeah. Driven, okay. Mm -hmm. All right, so your three words you said or your three elements are balance. You know, Sophia, you'd love for Sophia to say, oh, my mom is balanced. My mom lives according to her values and she's driven. So what type of things would you be able to do to, to demonstrate that to her? Let's just talk about today. So right. Day, the rest between now and the rest of your day, what are some ways that you can show that you're balanced? You can show her you're balanced. Um, so I see balance as um, balancing, I would say, what we call deen and dunya. Um, so balance to me, or what I will do today, making sure that I do my five daily prayers. Mm -hmm. um, and I also... And that I take care of Sophia and I am taking care of everything else around the house. And I also make sure that I give myself time to do the projects 
that I am working on right now. Okay. So that would be like. Balance. So you mentioned the five prayers as very actionable, right? So it's one thing. Yes. Balance, and in order to be balanced, I know I have to do my five prayers. When you yes. then take care of Sophia, so can you be more specific? Like, what would be the balance thing to do when you take care of her? What would that look like? Uh, taking care of Sophia would be, uh, of course, you know, um, like, you know, um, keeping her clean, giving her massages, making sure that I um, read, um, read her. I, I try to read her three books a day. Um, she, she has a schedule. So I made the schedule and I try to go by that, like, you know, her nap time. Her, mm -hmm. um, uh, so her reading, her nap time, um, keeping her nice and clean, feeding her, uh, taking her out to the park. So those are the things I do for Sophia. And, and are those the things that show that you're balanced? Yes. Great. Yeah. So good. So you have all these different activities. You take her to the park, right? You have these things that you do with her that give you balance and then allow you to support and take care of her. Yeah? Right. When you think about, um, let's, let's jump to driven. You said driven would be one of those words that you'd like for her to say about you. How could you show Sophia that you're driven today? So today, um, like I've been wanting to do this and I'm working on it. I started it, I'm doing my presentation. Um, I have this project that I've been working on for my students, my dental hygiene students. Mm -hmm. And uh, um, I need to put that together and present it. And so, I was actually working on that this morning and um, so getting that done. Okay, good. So you complete your project and that would be, you need to put, be driven in order to make that a priority for today. Right. Yeah. And then, okay, the last one you mentioned was aligned with your values. She, you'd like for her to see that you live the values. So what would that look like today? Um, so my values, um, what would that, so it would go back to my uh, five daily prayers mm -hmm. and my really close connection with my creator. Mm -hmm. That would show her that I want her to see that. And I, that's my, like, that's most valuable to me. And I want her to see that in me. And I want her to take that from me and, you know, I want her to have that too. Good. Great. Yeah. That's, that's, so when I was talking earlier, I was pointing to when we set goals, rather, and you could set a goal today of, okay, I need to finish my project. I need to, you know, take Sophia to the park. Um, I need to do my five daily prayers. You could say that. That's perfectly valid. Mm -hmm. Can you also see that if, if you set your intention to, okay, goals today, be balanced, make sure I'm aligned with my values, and be driven. Mm. How much more would you do just to be that way? You follow so far? How much more? Um, I don't understand this part. How much more would I do to follow? Yeah, imagine. I should say, imagine being driven. Mm -hmm. on, you know, you're, you say be driven is one of the words. And you pointed to doing this, this project, right? completing that project and getting your presentation ready today. But when you say being driven, that could be, you know what, I'm gonna be driven today. So yes, I'm working on my presentation and I do need to go to the store and get this particular item because I've been talking about it for the last week. I'm gonna go do that today. You see the act of being driven, mm -hmm. that be a goal, give you access to a lot more actions that align with being driven right not just one project mm, okay That's yeah good. being balanced and saying today my goal is being to be balanced will give you access to not only doing your prayer but also making sure that you're spending time outdoors it might give you you know what i need to I haven't eaten the kind of foods that I know bring me balance. So let me cook something or let me prepare something or let me fast or 
whatever the right thing for your balance would be. Right. Follow? Yes, yes. Yeah, so that's that was basically the first part of the of the talk today was how do we think from the place of who we're being and allow that to determine our action. Hmm. For example, if I say today I'm being generous. Hmm. I did say by the way it was one of I, when I did my meditation in the morning, I I spent some time thinking about okay, who do I want to be today? Like what these right. practice you all want to demonstrate today and one of them was being generous for me that means i'm going to stay a few minutes after the call and open that up that wasn't i didn't know that was going to happen i didn't know people were going to stay <laughs> it was just like oh let me be generous with my time mm. all right but so that word called me to do something that demonstrated it mm. i see that makes sense yeah yeah. You know, I, I like that too. Like after I do my morning prayer, mm-hmm. uh, um, I have this habit, you know, like thinking about, okay, setting intentions in the morning mm-hmm. for like, what is it that I'm going to do today? Um, and so do you do that every day? That's the goal. So yeah, I, I med- my, 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 I meditate every day. Nearly, nearly every day. I did miss a couple of days last week. Mm. <laughs> and part of my meditation, the last five minutes is, for me personally, is prayer. And sometimes it's just prayer for the people in my family, the people that I'm going to impact. And, and I, I generally also look at, okay, who do I want to be today? Like there's mm. a little... My little trigger for it is that the, I, I use an app called Insight Timer. Okay. And timer you can set for different time, you know, lengths of meditation. They even have guided meditation. But I don't have a guided meditation. I just set up how much time I want to meditate. So, for example, this morning I did 30 minutes. But the way that it signals that the meditation has come to an end is by, by three gongs. So it goes boom, boom, boom. So when I hear the gongs, that's my prompt for, oh, what are my three words for the day? Hmm. That, again, it's just a, I needed to find a way that it wasn't just so arbitrary because, you know, I wake up and, you know, I need to go do something. I get ready for a meeting. Sometimes I forget. But if, I know when I have that moment of stillness, I can, okay, these are my three words for today. Open, I believe today was open, curious, and generous. Open, focused, and generous. Okay. Great. Nice. Yeah. Thank you so much, Valerie. Thank you for giving me this time. For oh my gosh! Thank you so much for coming. Yay! I'm I'm actually gonna pause the recording here.